Hey friends, welcome to the Intuitive Mother Podcast, the podcast created to help you awaken, heal, and connect to your truth and your desires as you journey home to you in the midst of motherhood. I'm your host, Angie Schaefer, wife, mom of two teen daughters, intuitive life coach and Reiki healer, creator of The Awoken Woman and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat just as if we are on my sofa, side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my greatest hope to help other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight up truth on all things motherhood and womanhood to guide your journey home with a friendly and healing vibe. Our time is now. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the Intuitive Mother Podcast. And when I say welcome back, I mean it. It has been four months to the day that I released my last podcast until today when I am recording this podcast on Friday, March 18th, 2022. I never intended to step away for four months. I will be truthful that it has been a really hard four months. And I thought as I've been getting more and more downloads and whispers in my ear as to what I want to show up and share that's on my heart and how I want to show up for all of you that listen and find peace and love and hope and joy and inspiration in my words and my stories that I also wanted to give you a recap episode where I just share with you like what's really been on our our heart and what's been going on with our lives and then start podcasting again, start sharing more episodes like we had been back to back week after week after week and just sharing every week from a place of truth and vulnerability because that's what I have always intended to show up in and how I hope the podcast hits home for you every week of when you listen. So where have we been? The last two episodes were on 11-16 and 11-18-2021. They were with a good friend of mine, Kate Williams-Stone, and we were talking about perimenopause and intuitive eating and our second puberty and all of that. And like I said, I didn't intend to take a break, but this entire school year has been really difficult. And I also have been managing and navigating some of my own life up and down moments and just decided the one thing that was easiest for me was to let go and see where everything fell and only hold on tight to those who I needed to hold on tight to in that moment. So I'm going to back up to the beginning of this school year when our youngest went to a new school, a performing arts school that is local to our area. 
this had been her dream for years and years and years. Like I remember her in fifth grade saying, I can't wait until I'm in high school to go to that performing arts school. And she started back, you know, late August and started as a vocal major. She's very musically gifted. Her dream is to go to Nashville. She you know, has songs out on Spotify. So she started as a vocal major and very quickly realized um, being surrounded by a group of girls in the vocal major was not a really good and safe place for her and her mental health. So she was able to make a transition over to the guitar major within the instrumental group and did that. And we were really hopeful mid-October. And I'm sure I shared some of this in the fall on some episodes, but we were really hopeful that that change would be the change that she needed to thrive and to love her new environment. But that was not the case. And as the weeks continued on, they became increasingly harder on her and on our entire family. Every day I navigated um, text messages from her while at home, while she was at school, just to get her through the day. And essentially it comes down to the point of she does not feel included. She does not have friends. She is 15, a freshman in high school, and she has no one that she considers a true friend that she could share her true being and her past and lean on them and have fun with them and just let her own light shine for who she is. And it has been emotionally painful and exhausting to navigate those waters with her and to hear your daughter say every day, like, I just want to be normal. So in the midst of all of that, she almost walked away from that school in January, but has opted to at least stay out the year. And so here we are in March, we have, you know what, all of April, all of May, and so probably about three more months. And it's day by day that she's hanging on. She and I and my other daughter are all going to therapy. And I really want to use this episode as a time to shed light on how our past catches up with us and how therapy becomes the best thing in the world to help you navigate feelings that are arising and dynamics within families and past trauma and just making it through day by day. So for our youngest, she has shared on the podcast herself her issues with bullying and manipulative girls and having a hard time fitting in with her peers over the course of the two years that I've had the podcast up and running. 
And then on the flip side, I have shared often on the podcast how my wounds have shown up in my own mothering of my daughters and how those wounds of my own have actually greatly impacted how they navigate life and impacted our relationship with each other. So needless to say that that's why we all three ended up in therapy. I had started with a different therapist last summer, didn't really feel like the best fit. Our youngest and our oldest had both worked with other therapists before landing at this one practice where all of us see different therapists. And I think that is a testament to being okay with saying this relationship doesn't seem to really be supporting me well and the best path for me, maybe I should look around. Maybe I should see someone else. You know, it has to fit. You have to feel that trust. You have to be able to go deep and vulnerable and know that you feel at ease doing so. And so, um, you know, I started with someone last summer. I ended in early September and then worked to find someone else that I would fit with. And in all three of our cases, it is a matter of seeing a therapist because of childhood trauma. And I share this with you because I think it's so important to recognize that there are traumas that follow us that sometimes don't even register as trauma in the moment. Sometimes people would roll their eyes and say that's not a trauma. I've heard this as trauma with a big T and trauma with a little T. I think I just heard Gabby Bernstein reference trauma with a big T and trauma with a little T on Amber Lillystrom's podcast this past week when I was listening to a random podcast um, driving around. But how it's so important to recognize that these traumas that occur when we are children literally hang on for tight for the ride of life. And if we don't slow down and take the time to really feel into what's coming up and our own wounds and really do the work to heal the wounds from our childhood, that they will continue to follow and haunt and cause relationships to not feel well supported, to sometimes crumble, to be misunderstood. And that was the case with all three of us. You know, for my oldest daughter, a lot of it stemmed from ways in which I mothered from my own wounds and not even realizing that what I was saying and doing was somewhat hurtful and very much so traumatic. Sometimes my explosions, which were the only way I knew how to deal with my own unprocessed trauma, were so frightening to her that they left her in a traumatized state. And then on top of that, 
the traumas of losing friendships, the traumas of maybe a teacher that impacted you that you didn't even pick up on at the time, the way they said something about your work or your actions left you feeling less than and unworthy and anxious around adults or your peers or within friendships. And then for my youngest daughter, as I've shared on this podcast many times, she struggled with disordered eating and body dysmorphia and bullying within manipulative girl groups in elementary school. And those relationships impacted her so deeply that today in ninth grade, she has had months of struggling at her local new school, a school that she expected to have a fresh start, a school that's filled with other artistic individuals and she thought she would find her home amongst, a school that is truly trying, but at the end of the day, she was traumatized within those groups in elementary school and has never been able to heal from that pain. And it's following her into high school. As she said the other day, she will like never get another first day of high school to make that new name and that new life for herself. And the reason it didn't unfold as she had hoped and we all prayed was because she is now suffering and has been, but we hadn't had a diagnosis on it. We hadn't worked with a therapist to recognize what was going on. She is dealing with severe social anxiety and cannot even get herself to speak to her peers because in her past, she was either caught up in drama of manipulating situations where in third grade, a girl told her entire class to not talk to her. She had no idea why, to this day has no idea why, and quite frankly, it would always, looking back, seem that there was just some jealousy. She was well-liked, she was friendly with everybody, and it seemed as though that may have pushed, you know, the other girl to sort of create this issue in our daughter's life by telling everybody to not talk to her. So for years, the trauma of third, fourth, and fifth grade manipulating girls and drama within girl groups and mean girls and bullying and administrations and teachers not listening or doing anything, other mothers not being willing to come together to try to make the world and the lives of our daughters a safer, more inclusive place, traumatized her enough that here she is in high school unable to talk to her peers. And looking at months of just barely functioning to get through the days at school. And then if you add in my trauma from my childhood, which, you know, I look back and say so much of this is a generational cycle that just keeps going and going and going. And the traumas that I sometimes put my finger on in my own life, I can see how they then have unfolded in my own daughter's life, whether it was 
body dysmorphia or just how I talked about my own body trickling into her life. Or maybe it was how a coach one day was horrible to me on a softball team and it traumatized me enough that I never really felt safe and comfortable with other teachers or coaches who were there to support me. Um, I just, you know, kept me sort of to myself, what people would say an introvert, but like clearly a traumatized <laughs> introvert. And even, you know, within family trauma, trauma within the family I grew up in, trauma that I didn't even know existed until I started really deeply healing myself and going into meditation and started having some memories pop up. Just a lot that was never noticed. I never acknowledged it. To be honest, I numbed it for a period of time, a long period of time. I would drink not what I would consider like clear-cut alcoholic level drinking, but I drank enough to not really have to think about why I would need that drink when I was caregiving for my grandparents or why I needed that drink after maybe having one of those explosive moments around my daughters, but not even really being able to put my finger on where that explosion came from. Or an argument with my husband, or just feeling slighted by someone, and the need to drink, the need to yell, the need, I was just so numb. And all of that trickling into my own daughter's lives. And so... We have all been working with therapists between 2021 and 2022, the past few months. We have been taking it one day at a time. I have leaned on reading and meditation and journaling and dear friends and mentors who have helped me process in addition to my therapist. I have become more vulnerable with myself and my husband and some of my friends than I ever thought I would ever share. I have really leaned into just allowing myself to feel what I'm feeling and process through that and leaned into getting help when it was obvious help was needed. Because there are some things we can't do alone. And even with all of my experience and even having my intuition to guide me and a really good mental space and self-help space that I, you know, I create sacred space for myself every day in meditation. I give myself healings. I have friends that are able to do the same for me, give me healings, and I have a loving husband and very safe, sacred space. I still needed help. I needed a professional to help me navigate seeing my daughter through this very difficult time of her life, through voicing my concerns that 
you know, was she stable? Or should I be more concerned and make sure that I wasn't being naive about how her mental health was feeling for her? And also working with my therapist through some of the feelings that are already on the rise as we prepare for our oldest daughter to graduate in just a few short months and head to college a few months after that, many, many miles away from home. A point of independence that I feel I never even had the opportunity to embrace until I was, hmm, I would like to say married, but to be honest, the way my family of origin and even much of my husband's family of origin, like you just didn't leave the local area. So our daughter will be the first to do that, um, except for my sister-in-law, who did eventually leave the state for her master's and for some jobs. But we are already preparing in our mind that moment of parenthood where we release our oldest daughter to the world. And we know that she is a great kid and she has made us so proud. But even beyond that, she's got the a good head on her shoulders. And beyond that, a beautiful, huge heart. And we'll be able to do this, but yet it's scary as the parent. And so I'm even utilizing my therapist and that relationship and that time for processing the future and how I'm going to show up and handle that difference in our family life in the next couple of months, but also healing the relationship between my daughter and I before she heads off to college. And I know like a year, it's almost a year that her and I went down to Florida to tour colleges and that I really feel like was one of the first moments of us taking our relationship to a new level and healing. And I am so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful for the time with my therapist and the time with my daughters with their therapists and just having a more open relationship and open conversations about wounds and what's coming up and healing so that you can move forward. And as this podcast goes on, I, it will continue being the vulnerable podcast about our awakening as women and how that impacts our daughters and our families and our lives and our businesses or our careers and our friendships and just everything you could think about in life as a woman. But how important it is to have that awakening. And it doesn't have to be the awakening. I think so often people think, a woman who says like, I'm going through my spiritual awakening is like sitting on a mountaintop only meditating eight hours a day. But I look at awakening so much at a deeper level of like, an awoken woman is willing to go within, to feel the pain that arises, to sit with it, to show up every day, doing her best. And there's going to be days where she takes five steps forward and then the next day, 10 back. 
but really grows in her trust, in her connection to the divine, whoever, whatever that is that she feels connected to, and heals those sacred parts of her soul, that she's able to then step into her power and be the mother, the wife, the friend, the sister, the daughter, the woman she has always desired to be. And that that can't happen unless we awaken. Because if we have not awoken to all that we feel inside and we just continue to numb everything, we stay unconscious of what's going on in the depth of our soul and in the world around us. We stay unconscious to the relationships between us and our loved ones. And we stay unconscious to how our daughters are showing up in their lives and the impact to themselves and to others. And we continue the generational cycle of this pain. And so that's where I've been. I've been for years on my own awakening of coming home to myself. But in the last few months, we have been navigating and walking through that awakening in relationships within our family and setting up the foundation for our daughters to always feel their ability to come home to their truth and be who they are and do the healing and recognize that it's okay to need guidance and help on that journey and to forgive and love and support and heal and connect and all of it. And it's all so important. And so as I share this little recap episode with you as to where we've been, I invite you to lean in to your soul and feel into the areas that maybe you have looked away from, put on the back burner, disregarded, numbed, and just ask yourself, how can I show up and awaken that part of myself to feel more true and more whole moving forward? And how can me choosing to awaken that part of my soul impact my daughters and my marriage and my relationships and my friendships and my life and my career in a really beautiful way. So that's my invitation to you. I cannot wait to get started again on these episodes and share them with you every week. And please, please, please reach out you can find me on Instagram at Angie Lynn Schaefer. You can find me on my website at www.angieshafer.com. I have workshops and a program, a really deep transformational one-on-one program with women where I walk you home on this journey of becoming the Awoken Woman. And I'm here to support I have walked through it in my life. I am a woman who will say, never say, 
I know exactly what you're going through, but I will acknowledge that I have navigated this road in my own life. And all of it shows up differently in our lives, but it is all a beautiful unfolding and I would love to support you. Until next time, thank you and welcome back. Hey friends, thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Intuitive Mother Podcast. I am so deeply grateful for each and every one of you that has listened in, whether it's your 50th episode or first episode, you taking the time to share this sacred space with me means the world to me and warms my heart. I would love to hear from each and every one of you about what interviews you loved and what you want to hear more of. Drop me a line at Angie at AngieSchaefer.com. On my website, you can also learn more about the programs that I'm offering and the coaching and healings that are also available for each one of you as you journey home to your sacred self. I am thankful for you spending your time with me and I cannot wait to share another episode with you next week. Have a great day.